There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up reps' time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, January 18th. I'm John Wigel here with Rob Litters, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Would you pay $2 billion for a submersible yacht? Today, we're diving deep into the new luxury yacht submarine developed by Austrian company Migaloo. But there are quite a few red flags here besides the boat's undeniable supervillain aura. We'll get into that and much more, but first, let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. We're starting in bulk today with Costco. In order to limit non-members from sneaking into the store, Costco is experimenting with membership card scanners at store entrances. The company had 66 million paid members and 119 million cardholders in 2022. So you might need a membership now to get those $1.50 hot dogs everybody loves so much. Rob, are you a are you a Costco goer? So I am not. I feel like having a Costco membership only makes sense when you have a lot of mouths to feed and there's one in close proximity. I think the closest one for me is like 30 minutes away. So it'd be kind of like a pilgrimage every time we would need to go. But if you have like a big family and you know, you're shopping for the whole family, I think it makes a ton of sense. And honestly, I think this move makes a ton of sense for Costco. I, I have heard that mooching off of other people's Costco accounts is pretty popular. Oh, yeah. So I think this makes a ton of sense for them to make sure that it's really just the members that are paying for their memberships that are getting all the benefits. Yeah. As somebody who has completely mooched off of my friend's Costco <laughs> membership and used it to buy 40 packs of Kirkland beer, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I think that they should institute more security there. Definitely. I, I agree with that. I shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's terrible. <laughs> all right. Next up. Japanese retailer Uniqlo is suing the popular online fashion site Shein, alleging that the fast fashion company is selling knockoffs of Uniqlo's best-selling nylon shoulder bag. Fast Retailing, the company that owns Uniqlo, filed a petition in the Tokyo District Court against Shein Japan and two subsidiaries. Um, Rob, do you know a lot about Shein? You ever ordered anything from there? Or do you know anything about their uh, booming business? So I've never ordered anything from Shein. I've obviously heard of how popular Shein is. And I know like from what I've heard, there's like a TikTok social media pipeline to Shein. Like I think a big reason that Shein really blew up is because a lot of people were wearing their clothes on different social platforms and it became very easy for people to kind of promote Shein through those platforms and ultimately buy that merchandise. Yeah. I've also definitely heard that they knock off a lot of styles from other retailers. So I'm not super surprised mm-hmm. to see this. What's really interesting though is like, I feel like before Shein, Uniqlo was considered like one of the bigger fast fashion retailers. Sure. And yeah. but Shein is like, super fast fashion retailer, right? It's like there are levels <laughs> yeah. to this. And like there's Uniqlo and H&M and stuff. And then Shein is kind of like a cut above the rest as far as like how quickly they can churn out new styles and inventory. Super, super curious to see what happens here because I, I would imagine that this style isn't something that is unique to Uniqlo, pun intended. I, I would imagine that there are other retailers that, that are selling similar garments. And I'd just be curious to see how the court comes down on this. And ultimately, 
I guess, how much protection these retailers have for these sorts of styles. Definitely. And it lends itself to a larger kind of blanket question or a legal question of what companies are able to make copycat merch and what companies are not able to right. make it. Uh, because, you know, sites like, you know, Shein is one of them, but you have like Timu as well that just does a lot of copycat merch. You see like a nice thing from Gucci and then a few days later it's on Timu at like, you know, uh, obviously like a big price reduction, like $5 or something. And then you also you bring in TikTok shop into this, which, you know, makes a ton of items that are all copycat items from other places, essentially, unless it's a product of some sort. But yeah, it's pretty interesting to see what's going to come out of this lawsuit and who's going to bear the brunt of it. And if copycat merchandising gets cracked down on in the next few years. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think what's funny is the first thing that came to mind for me was like those knockoff street vendors that would sell like fake Gucci bags yeah. or like fake Oakleys oh, yeah. or whatever, like, you know, on the street. And it's like, you, it's hard to kind of like take them to court. But when you're a company as big as Shein, I think it becomes a lot easier. So to your point, I think it's going to be yeah. really interesting to watch. Right. And the street vendors have been kind of on the streets doing this for so long that I honestly look at them as very honest businessmen. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, you're just doing your thing. Like, I get it. I get it. A hundred percent. All right. Up next, over to Amazon. Amazon has a new mobile AI feature to answer customer questions about products while they shop, which serves as an antidote to scrolling through hundreds of product reviews as I normally would do. The bot can respond to creative prompts and answer your questions in a haiku or like Yoda, use this feature, I, I must. <laughs> and finally, Kraft is set to launch three new Kraft singles flavors, a jalapeno, garlic and herb, and caramelized onion. All of this is being done after finding that about 70% of U.S. consumers want new varieties from Kraft. Rob, what do you make of these flavors? I think this is genius. I literally, I think yesterday or the day before just bought a block of the caramelized onion cheddar from trader joe's and it's amazing Ooh. so can vouch for that flavor yeah i also think jalapeno Very and garlic good. and herb great flavor profiles there for craft singles and i think people need to mix it up when it comes to making their making their traditional sandwiches and craft needs to bring some variety into the mix so i'm proud of them honestly yeah proud of craft good for craft today go get it guys All right, now moving on to today's main story, we're shipping off to sea in a $2 billion submersible yacht. This boat was developed by Austrian company Migaloo and is quite the luxury for those who can afford it. But as of now, it's riddled with a couple of legal and safety questions. So first mate, Rob, what are the details behind this boat? Captain John, I'm happy to tell you. So first of all, I think like this is literally built for supervillains. Like this is actually <laughs> a product that is built for Bond supervillains. It's absolutely yes, ridiculous. But absolutely. you mentioned Migaloo, which is an Austrian company. They're developing the Migaloo M5, which is a 541 foot long submersible that can hold 20 passengers and 40 crew members and dive to a depth of 820 feet and stay submerged for four weeks. And this was oh written up God. in Airmail. If you have not read Airmail, it's Graydon Carter, former editor of Vanity Fair's new newsletter. It's great. Big fan of Airmail. And this is the exact type of thing that you subscribe to Airmail to learn about. It's an absolutely ridiculous product that is for the very, very super rich. So, right. We mentioned $2 billion. How much does it actually cost to build this thing? And what does it exactly come with when you get it? Yeah. So I think it'll cost at minimum about $2 billion to build. So when when you talk about a limited total addressable market, 
it's it's very limited here. We're we're talking about a very specific subset of the global population that I think yes. can be counted on, you know, not on two hands, but you know, definitely like under a few hundred people, right? That would be able to afford something sure. like this. So a very small market. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I honestly think they could be successful. It if you're listening to this. Whatever you're picturing in your head is not as cool as what it actually is. Check out the website, Migaloo's website. It is truly crazy what this thing looks like. It's insane. And it comes tricked out it's with insane. all sorts of bells and whistles. Two six-person mini submarines, a helicopter, and room for jet skis. It has a 36-seat dining room with glass walls so passengers can take in the ocean sights at 800 feet below the ocean wow. surface, which is just crazy. Like, What are you even going to see down there? There are also optional additions like a swimming pool, a wine cellar, or a cinema, which of course will cost extra. Wow. And kind of ta- speaking to this target market, Migalo's CEO and founder, Christian Gumpold, told The Times, our target group are visionary billionaires with or without existing super yacht experience who have extraordinary demands for exclusivity, safety, and adventure. Wow. And and wasn't Migalo behind something else just as certifiably insane recently as well? Yes. Yeah, you nailed it. They also have designed a product called Kokomo Island, a floating island with palm trees, waterfalls, beach clubs, and a shark tank feeding station, which, yeah, I mean, like, they're literally, I think, just a company that is fully branded for the billionaire supervillain, which honestly, I respect. Know your customer, right? They, they know their customer. Definitely. And- like, yeah, it's really important to have, you know, if I was a billionaire, I would want to have a shark tank that I could dangle my enemy in, in, on top of for at least a few hours before they escape and kill me. You know, <laughs> if you can't do that, what can you do as a billionaire? Exactly. Right? Exactly. But, you know, obviously, Rob, you know, there are a lot of cool things about this yacht. It could go underwater. It could stay there for four weeks. That's insane. And it comes with like a helicopter, which is insane that something comes with a helicopter. But they obviously, there's a lot of problems here. What are some of the issues that they may have to overcome, Migaloo may have to overcome with legal ramifications and even environmental ramifications? 100%. I mean, I think the big, the biggest thing is whether or not there's actually going to be demand for these things. So the percentage of yacht sure. owners peaked in 2014 at 3.6% and has since been falling, reaching 2% in 2021, despite the growing number of people around the world who can afford them. There might also be legal restrictions limiting large submarines from traveling through the water in certain countries, which could possibly disrupt the environment. And I mean, I think that makes a ton of sense. If you see the size of this thing, it'll probably make sense for you too. They are huge. The last thing I think is safety concerns, particularly following the Titan submersibles implosion over the summer. And that was honestly the first thing that came to mind for me. It's like, is this the type of thing that could actually work? Like something this big and like, I don't know. I, I, I'd be concerned that this entire vehicle will just kind of explode from too much water pressure or something like that. Yeah, it's an understandable concern. And, you know, we've seen, as you said, we've seen the the episode where the billionaires go underwater before. hundred um, percent. Didn't exactly turn out great. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is kind of another stab at that. It's a larger vehicle, so maybe there's a little more give to it. But I guess we'll see. Maybe you or I, I know we can't buy it, but maybe one of our Many billionaire friends will invite us on a nice trip sometime. Yeah. Would you buy one if you could, John? If I could? No, absolutely. Absolutely not. I'm so afraid of the deep sea. Oh my God. I don't even want to, I don't even want to scuba dive. It's it's terrifying to me. Imagine waking up in the morning and looking out your window and they're just being like a giant squid suctioned to your, like that's (laughs) just like, can't handle that. Count me out. Yeah. No, thanks. 
All right, and that'll do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Truppiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.